The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team and the Buffalo Rumblings. Vidcast Network presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I am the host, the very fair-skinned, red-headed host of the Off Tackle with John Fina Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter, Joe Miller Wired. And sitting right over there beside me is the star of this show, offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills for a very long time, a decade in fact, Mr. John Fina himself. John, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. I can't uh, I can't complain at all. It's been a magical weekend. It's funny because 17 years will do it to you. 17 years of having a 1 o'clock game, 17 years of no playoffs, 17 years of just repeated stuff, and you get into this rhythm. And Bill's fans, Bill's Mafia, has always been very much like, if it isn't at 1 o'clock, I don't want to watch it. And it's like, are you crazy? If you love football... There's the click of the, the beer can. If you love football and the Bills can come into the weekend with a W in hand, we've already won a game, and then you can just sit down on the couch on Sunday and consume NFL football, which was, by and large, amazing this weekend, except for that Cowboys-Bucks game, which I don't know for the life of me why they still keep putting the Cowboys on TV, but they do. So <laughs> I had a great weekend. I had a fantastic weekend. How was? What did you do this weekend? Oh, man. I, well, I was in... Um... I was in L.A., right? Yes, you were. So I uh, hung out at the tailgate with the amazing, absolutely off-the-hook, amazing Bills Mafia. I met new people. Yeah. I saw people I knew. I, it was it was just fantastic, man. I mean, there's such a great vibe among our mafia. It is mm. it is a thrill to be around them. And I signed a few autographs. You know, people are like, "Oh, I don't mean to bother you." And I'm like, "That's what I'm here for, man. Let's have some fun. I'll sign anything, whatever you got. Let's do it." I was pumped up. Uh, I got to go up on stage with Patty Thomas and address the crowd. It was awesome. Saw some people jump through a couple of tables. It was, it was really cool. And then uh, I stay with my cousin and his wife and two boys and right. you know, they're just great. You know, you know, my kids are all older now. So hanging around with young boys and you know, they're funny just reliving yep. kind of the old parenting stuff that you kind of miss and really don't miss. Uh, <laughs> And then I, I spent some good quality time with Bruno. You know, I got to see nice. his new apartment, and um, we went out and met his girlfriend's family. And Very cool. Yeah, watched a little football. Not a ton of football, you know. It was mostly just hanging with the kid. 
So yeah, it was yeah. it was a terrific weekend. I mean, the UCLA one and the Bills one and I mean, what what more could I ask for? Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh it's a it's a good day. It's a victory Monday here on the Off Tackle with John Fina show. After a victory Friday, victory Saturday, victory Sunday, it's victory Monday, tomorrow will be victory Tuesday when a lot of you are listening to this podcast in audio fashion. But just want to say welcome to all the people that are with us. Uh, Richard Rush, your daughter Mimi is in the room. Uh, Karen's here. Who else is here? Uh, Jason Humbert's in the room. Daniel Gowries. I'm Mike 23. I like that name. I'm Mike 23. He says, let's go. Eric Farrell says, go Bills. Uh, EB says, what's up, fella? Go, fellas, go Bills. Brett is in the room. Graham Post is in the room. And then uh, Pops Mafia. And uh, he asks, or he says he's really interested in hearing how you felt each offensive lineman did. We're going to get to that Oof. in a minute. And then uh, last but not least, at least in the comments section, is Sarah, Lar- Sarah Larson. But once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show. Uh, we are Super Chat Live. So if you want to ask John a question or if you've got a comment for the panel and I'm part of that panel, please feel free to Super Chat us. I'll do the best I can to, to stay in the comment section. And if I see something uh, that sticks out to me, I'll throw it up. Uh, if I don't, I'm not ignoring you. I apologize. Not you, John. I'm not ignoring the commenters. Uh, but, uh, yeah, like, subscribe, whatever platform you want, you're on. And uh, let's take just a moment here real quick and hear from our show sponsor, uh, the inevitable and wonderful John Spastiak. The Market Dominator. Hello, Buffalo football family. My name is John Spastiak, and I am the Market Dominator, as well as the very proud sponsor of the John Fina Show, hosted by Joe Miller. It's me. You know, these are some of my very good friends And I love what they do because they bring such a high level of excellence to the show, breaking the game down, helping us as fans understand it more, and so we can engage with love and support for our Buffalo football team. Now, folks, if you're looking to engage in real estate, I'm your guy because I will bring these same qualities to the table for you to help you win in this competitive market. So whether you're selling or buying, you need to call 716 570-3298 570-3298 if you want to win. Let's go, Buffalo! Go, Bills. I just want to say, I just want to say that last week we did the whole text John Spascheck thing. <laughs> and it, it was awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> well, I think, that, I think that's awesome that he, you know, he got the text messages. That's his real phone. He's going to respond, you know. A couple dozen. Yeah. He had a couple dozen yeah. text messages. And, you know, every, you're, you're going to need a realtor, and you might as well go with a guy who, you know, loves what you love, who does a great job. He's uh, Joe Miller's realtor. Uh, when is. I move back to Buffalo, he'll be my realtor. Well, listen to this yeah. guy. If I ever move to Cabo San Lucas, he's going to be my realtor yeah, there. if I ever move to Wyoming. He licensed in Wyoming, <laughs> Spats check. Let's go! I think he is. He, I think he can sell or buy, help you sell or buy a house anywhere in the continental United States, which Cabo is clearly not in mm. the United States. But who knows? Who knows what th- the next 10 years will look like? We'll see. But uh, all right. So uh, let's get this show started. Let's kick this thing off. And uh, we are back in uh, what I would consider midseason form. And we're going to go down our topics that we have used the last two years. And it starts all right here. And I'm going to let you go first with your thoughts, just your overall general thoughts of the football game that we watched. General, that you said the bills, the one, the one you said the Bills would not win. Yeah, yeah, I was waiting for that. Right, you got you. I just can't pick a perfect season, so I had to pick who I thought would step up. And mm-hmm. well, okay, so they, you, you proved me wrong. You're one and zero. I'm zero one. Fight me. Uh, I think I could, it's getting close, dude. Like age, one of us works out. It's not the former NFL player. I don't know how, I'm I'm, I don't know how many fixed. of these you think you can take. <laughs> I'm getting my knee fixed uh, next week. <laughs> I'll be a spry young man at that point. Oh, my God. Spry, please. I'll tell you about spry later in the show. But all right. Generally. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Look at this guy. What is up? Old Bruno Fia, say hello to your sister, buddy. She's in the comments, too. How about that? I got 50% of my kids. Bruno, you don't even know me. How do you know that I'm an old guy? He, he just Did heard you, buddy. He just heard you talking about your decrepit knee. He can see the uh, the white and the orange of your beard. Kid's smart. All right, so generally speaking, um, wow. Defensively, it was just wow. 
you know, the concern obviously was the secondary. We talked about the front four having to to bring pressure with just four. They did it. Uh, the left guard for the Rams, uh, I'm not even going to say his name. Man, he didn't even want to look at that film. Uh, what <laughs> what Jordan Phillips did to him was yeah. just incredible. I mean, sad, but incredible for us. Uh, so the, the, the pressure on the secondary wasn't great. Uh, the offense performed well, you know, minus the turnovers, three of which were, you know, you just can't put the ball on the ground. You can't fumble that, you know, as a, as a running right, back, right. Isaiah McKenzie, giving the ball back, Josh, that was a poor throw, but not a great route either by Jameson Crowder. Right. So I'm trying to not be general, but I get so sucked in, man. I just watched the game and yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's wow. And I'll tell you another wow. Holy cow, the Rams just did not plan to be without Von Miller, to be out without Odell Beckham. They didn't look they, they I mean they look like a middle to middle tier team. That's my general impression. Yeah, it was it was interesting to me because just knowing coming into this game that Sean McVay was 5 and 0, right? Going into season openers to include, I think maybe he didn't have a national a national stage season opener. I just know that he was five and zero in season openers in the past. So, and we talked about this, I believe, last week. That it just it presents a situation where you realize that he is very good at 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 preparing his team for that first game. They've got months and months and months to prepare, and Sean McVay is one of the better ones at it. And I would you know go as far as to say that Sean McDermott might not be. I mean, last year I was there. We got you know, housed by the Steelers in our own house in a home opener, a game that we could have won. We should have won. We beat ourselves. Um, so going into it, I was surprised as well. I, I don't want to say that they laid down, but we talked and I talked a lot about the emotion, about the emotion on both sides. And I felt, I think the last phrase that I got, uh, it was, was it Thursday? It was Thursday pregame. The last phrase that I got in my, just kind of in my head was that the Buffalo Bills were going to come out and they were either going to be bullies in that football game or they were going to get bullied in that football game. And that literally teetered on that emotion. So the the Rams, banner raising, right, coming off of a Super Bowl. For, and they've got the first game jitters and the first game stuff and national media and the emotion of, wait a minute, we're the world champions. Why is everybody telling us that that team across the field is better than us and they're going to go to the Super Bowl and win this year when we're the ones that everybody's got to beat? So all that emotion. And then you got the Bill side, which, let's be honest with you, coming off of still the Chiefs' loss, 13 seconds, coming off of being in that stadium and watching a banner go up in the air, a banner that maybe they felt they were robbed from, right, this past offseason, that maybe they had a chance to go. And then, again, all the stuff on top of it. But at the end of the day, your point is valid. Von Miller showed up. Uh, the Rams, who faced him for the better part of half a season in practice every day, had no answer for him. Um, there was one point where Chris Collinsworth literally said that whoever the guy, something Bloom, whatever the guy's Note name, Note Bloom. Boom. Note Boom. Yeah, Note, Note Boom is doing pretty well. He shouldn't have any trouble holding off Von Miller in this game. In the very next play, Von Miller just basically shoves him back into Matt Stafford and gets his first sack of the game in the first the first drive, the first series. That was a beautiful so that was, was a beautiful sack. The second one was not his fault. That was uh Stafford's fault. But Right. Are you talking about the one where he dove around him when he dove over and, and grabbed well, Stafford? He shook him and went around. Even though Collinsworth said he came under, I was like, dude, what what did you just watch? But yeah, he he kind of shook him a little and he's just so quick and he just went around him. Yeah. But Stafford initially dropped to about eleven yards and stepped up to about nine, but that's still a death knell. If you're a quarterback and you're at yeah. nine, nine and a half, you know, I'm I'm sorry, I ain't blocking for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to come back to that. Um, just because I want to talk real quick and then I want to come back to just that point because I, I watched or heard or read something. I don't remember exactly what it was, what I was watching, but they addressed something to, about the drops and whatnot, dropping uh, quarterback drops. Um, it, it can't be overstated, understated. It can't be stressed enough how important it was for the Buffalo Bills to come out of what I would consider one of three incredibly important games against three very, very difficult opponents. This one in my opinion, the Chiefs, the Bengals are like the three major opponents that they have, uh, especially after watching Green Bay yesterday. Green Bay was – and they could rebound, but they were a shell of themselves. What are your initial thoughts just on that as far as like what is the meaning of this game coming out with a, a W? Is there is there a letdown period coming? Is it the 10-day, 11-day window they have enough to 
like quench that or where where are they at emotionally no i i by the way your audio is a little uh muted but i'll say this i i don't i don't see it well it's better now i'll say that i wouldn't expect that there there's just too much uh there was there was too much execution it's not like the rams went out and hurt themselves and you get this false sense of security like you beat a team who just mm. went around making a lot of mistakes. No, the Bills forced it. They bullied them, like you wanted to say. Uh, and it was, it was a, that creates a real sense of confidence. And they were able to do things. I mean, they did more or less whatever they wanted. I mean, there were, yeah, there yeah. were a few snafu plays that left me scratching my head. But... I don't I don't foresee a letdown coming especially after you know you talk you you mentioned the Steeler game for the opener you, and you know there's still the sting of the last game of last year and that also coming with that sting was you know this feeling like you're looking around at each other and saying we're missing a couple of pieces but damn it we had them and now we right. added pieces and there's really nowhere to look. You can't look around and say we don't have the right guys. I mean, right, somebody right. may try to expose the rookie DBs that we have, but what cures that is a great four-man front. Matt Milano doing Matt Milano stuff, you know who? And he and was he and he was brilliant in the game. So yep, yep. I, I just don't see a letdown. I really don't. And the offensive I, I, the I, offensive line played particularly well, minus really only one play, in my opinion. And that's funny, too, that you even say that because we've learned on this show from talking to you that the offensive line, by and large, you know, they get they get highly criticized for one letting it for one bad play. Meanwhile, the majority of the rest of the game, they did a very, very good job. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily remember. I mean, obviously, Josh, Josh got sacked, I believe, twice. twice. In the football and game. one was on ja- on Josh, where he right. you know, he ran up in the pocket, didn't need to. But I mean, when you when you look at that offensive line, uh, you know, Dawkins, Saffold, Mitch Morris, Ryan Bates and uh, Spencer Brown, just the the feeling that the 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 expectation and we could probably slide into the good at this point, you know, the the expectation that I have for this season, for me, just knowing that this is this is without a doubt the best line that Josh has ever had in front of him. Uh, it might be the best offensive line that the Bills have had in a very, very, very long time. Um, I don't know how long, but long, right? Long. I mean, when you look even back to, and I don't even know if you were following the Bills back then when they brought in Langston Walker and Derek Dockery, they paid a ton of money for them, and those, both those guys busted. Uh, Mike Williams, they drafted number four yep. overall, yep. and he was a bust. Like yep. all these guys that they brought in over the years that just never panned out. Um, there's a good chance that this is the best offensive line since you were playing. Uh, I, I I guess I'd be hard-pressed to disagree with you. The only thing you could say is, you know, a guy like Josh Allen makes everybody look better and play better. Right. You know, right. A, a solution-oriented guy with a skill set that just seems unlimited uh, right. certainly can, can bail out offensive linemen and, well, everyone else, too, at the same time. So right. <laughs> it, it is, it's wonderful to watch. Uh I watch Dawkins a lot and technique wise, some of the things he does with his feet are like crazy to me, but he's a dog man and his pad level's good and he, he finds a way. I mean, he, he does it. He's not your picture perfect technique guy, but his instincts are brilliant and he just, he gets it done and he's just got a dogged way about him, but he, you know, he plays I don't want to say without emotion, but he, and this is what I love because this was the kind of the way that I always wanted to play. Just play so steady, just bore the guy to death, you know, just frustrate him to death. Just be there, be in the face, have your hands in the right spot. And, he, you know, it's, it's been terrific to watch. But yeah, I got a lot to say. So you want to go to the good? Are we on the good now? I mean, we are, you, we are officially on the good. I would say this. So what I wanted to bring up was just on the idea of the quarterbacks dropping. Uh, Cause we learned a lot about that over the last couple of years too, with you that, you know, there's an expectation of where the quarterback's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I remember where it was. It was in the Chris Sims interview. Did you see the interview with Josh Allen and Chris Sims where Chris Sims from uh, NBC interviewed him? They were literally on the bills field, just kind of tossing the ball back and forth casually and just having a conversation. I did not. Well, you, you should watch it because Josh gets very – I'll send you the link. Josh gets very uh, transparent about a lot of things as it pertains to his throwing motion, his mechanics, the expectations in the offense. 
um, it kind of changes things. So one of the big things that Josh talked about was that there's a lot of offensive schemes out there, and you're probably very familiar where you know there's a there's a, a so many quick steps for a quarterback, and then the way the next step is, and then the way the pivot foot is, and then the way the ball's got to come out. And he said that's nothing. Like there's none of that expectation in the Brian Dable offense. The Brian Dable offense is basically this, you know, know the patterns, know the routes, and get the ball out. And and Josh is free. <laughs> Josh is free to effectively do whatever he needs to do to make sure the ball gets delivered. So if that's drop straight back, fine. If it's drop, duck out, that's fine. If it's create in the pocket, that's fine. If it's go back 12 yards, hmm. that's apparently fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get apoplectic here in a second. Exactly. So, which was interesting, but no, I would love to stay on the offensive line and then probably move to the defensive line. Um, just as far as inside of this good conversation, when you look at, um, I know you talked about Deion Dawkins. Wait, 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 whose show is this? Are you giving your good or are you telling me what to say about my good? No, I want to talk about the offensive line, but you can, I mean, you can, it's your show. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. So, I mean, I can, I can leave. You're telling me a lot. No. Okay. I'll, we'll go to the offensive. Oh, bye Joe. (laughs) Damn. He's back. (laughs) I lived large for all of 11 seconds. Um, Okay, we'll we'll talk about the offensive line, but what I want to say is this. Holy cow. I love the play of Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Oh, he was great. Uh, just they they came downhill, they were decisive, they played with power, uh, you know, and they they hit full speed when the opportunity was there. A couple of times they danced yeah. and all running backs do that. Uh, I don't think we had but maybe one or two negative yardage runs, but they were half a yard or a quarter of a yard. But those guys hit the they hit they found the hole and they hit it. They just turned their shoulder pads up. Zach Moss did a really nice job. He was about ten yards downfield. He saw the guy coming and he you know, he leaned into that hit a little bit. It's mm-hmm. it actually saves the hit a little when you lean into it. And it you know, you're able to to secure the ball. And then get that extra yard after it rather than get to kind of take a big hit, which can mm. energize the defense. They played great. I, I was yeah. really pleased. You know, I mean, James Cook put the ball on the ground. You know, he'll learn. He did get back in, get another rep. He didn't get a carry, but he got another mm-hmm. rep. And that could be nerves, uh, but definitely, you know, he's got to he's got to secure that ball a little bit better. Uh, you watched it back. It definitely wasn't nerves. He ran into a pile. Basically, with the arm, with his arm flailing with the ball, as opposed to bringing now, that thing down. I wouldn't down. call it. With, I wouldn't call it flailing, but that's what I'm saying about nerves. <laughs> is you, you start to your mind starts to get far afield, and you start to, to lose the focus on what's what's the most important thing is ball security. Yeah, and yeah. you know whether you're getting hit or not getting hit. I mean, you've seen guys running down the field and the ball pops out. It's like, how do you do yeah. that one? But you there's know? a there's a there's a notable difference between high school college and where they are now where these guys know how to punch the ball out like they did it to zach moss they did it zach to that moss little flick here. man that little flick it was like a two-finger flick got the ball that, out that dude was just standing there as moss is coming at him and he just kind of reached yeah, down yeah. And, he didn't even barely he didn't even touch moss except for the ball <laughs> right just bumped it out yeah so offensive line wise i thought it was i thought it was solid uh they read they use a pretty nice um play here where they're pulling the tackle across the formation or they're pulling the tight end they're leading with reggie gilliam so it's kind of modified power which worked well until they ran it with josh which i was we can talk about that in a few minutes which i did not appreciate i have a moment running time can we talk about or can we get the running backs to run more and not have josh smash it up the middle yeah no i'm okay and, you know, for the first three quarters where it's needed, it's a driving force behind this offense. They feed off of his energy. But when the game is more or less decided and we're down in the fourth quarter, there was one in particular where I was like, kid, just throw it away. Yeah. Just yeah. just throw Indeed. it away. There were about four instances where I was kind of doing the, you know, SMH or shaking my damn uh, SMDH, right? <laughs> Gotta say it out loud to myself. I was a little annoyed by that. There was there was one play offensively on a pass pro where the sync between Ryan Bates and Mitch Morse uh, was off. So Mitch was looking at the guy up ahead, and Morse had clearly called a slide to the left, which I guess is this way for you or the listenership. Yeah. And it was a miscommunication. They left the nose. 
and it's lucky that he wasn't had a full, didn't have a full head of steam. It didn't affect the play whatsoever. But those are the kind of things when you go in after a win, and sometimes in the room it's like, eh, hey, we won. You got to gloss over that. That's when Cromer brings him back and says, hey, shut the bleep up. What happened here? They might have right. even addressed it on the plane. I'm sure they addressed it on the sideline. They're going to talk about it again, but why? What didn't you hear? Why didn't we make that call? But beyond right. that, I mean, we had one, a lot of one-on-one matchups in the run game, and guys really battled. Uh, you know, we, we won a lot of ties, which is really what you, you're trying to get a lot of times. I mean, look at the size of Daquan Jones and Aaron yeah, or Jordan, Jordan Phillips. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the days of driving a guy five yards down the field from the snap of the ball, I mean, that doesn't happen a lot. You know, we let that guy go last year. We don't see that a lot. Yeah, no, no more, no more Jeff Wrights on the defensive line, at least in Buffalo, playing nose tackle. No, I thought the Buffalo Bills did an incredible job. Uh, I don't want to use the word containing, but but doing what they had to do against Aaron Donald. Um, clearly, he was there. He was a force, and he was present. Uh, but there was a lot of times where whatever the play call was or whatever was going on, he was doing whatever he was trying to do, and then the ball would just go by him. Or, you know, the, or Josh. Well, yeah, they got the ball out. The, the yes, secondary for the Rams was very unimpressive, and, and they, I, that ball came out. I could not believe the, the, the couple times where the ball literally went straight over his helmet, and he didn't even get his hands up. Like, the ball just – Josh is just like, there you are, and just threw it straight over his head. It, it, you uh, know, trust me, man. You, you don't have a lot of a chance, lot of chance when that's happening. It looks like <laughs> it, but you don't. I mean, that ball's gone. Gotcha. I, I took a note, though. I want to give due respect to Aaron Donald. I mean, he had a – he had an okay game, right? One sack. I mean, a guy like that, you expect him to get a sack. Mm -hmm. So he got his. But I saw a play on the screen. I think it was in the second quarter. He changed direction. He was coming up field at Josh. He wasn't going full speed, but he was he was moving pretty well. Yeah. And as soon as he read the screen, it wasn't like he collected himself and then turned, changed direction, and was at full speed. It happened like that. Immediately, yeah. And, you know, I didn't rewind a lot of plays because when it, you know when you win, you just kind of watch them through a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched that a few times, and I just said, holy cow. I mean, that was, that was impressive. I mean, the yeah. guy, and he's, what, 10 years in now or nine years in? Holy mackerel. Just what he yeah. did with his body and exploded. He was going this direction. He immediately went that direction. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, uh, he's I'll, good. I'll say this: um, they game planned pretty well. You cannot always slide to the guy. You mm. can't always do it. There will be a one-on-one, -on -one, and when he got it, he made hay. Uh, Rick Bates right. did pretty well against him otherwise. Saffold did a nice job against him when he had him. So by yeah. and large, I mean, there was really, there was no. A lot actually, actually said Bates is a liability, which that's the first that I've heard anybody say that about Ryan Bates. Are you, any thoughts on that? Yeah, that's like me picking the Bills to lose this game. I mean, I got to pick one, right? So, all right, <laughs> if, if he's the liability on the offensive line and, you know, and he's playing at a pretty damn high level, okay, Right. I mean, I'm not going to fight you. What was the name, Palmer? <laughs> yeah, Palmer Lot. When yeah. you look at when you look at who's on the offensive line, he definitely, for all intents and purposes, isn't the name of any of those other guys. For me, you know, the good. I think the 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 biggest plus for me was finally the realization and the actualization of this whole defensive line rotation. And Chris Collinsworth talked about it on, you know, in the broadcast around the third or fourth quarter that, you know, the, the Rams defense looked tired. It was hot first game of the season. They had not gotten many preseason reps at all. Meanwhile, the Bills defensive line was on the sidelines. The guys that weren't in the game bouncing up and down, ready to get yeah. back in the game in the third and fourth quarter. Yeah. That, that was the biggest takeaway I had. I, I totally agree. And I, I talked about it a lot last year, and I was for it then. We have a different quality of guy, though, playing next to Ed Oliver, whether it's Jones or Phillips or right. um, Settle. You know, I, I watched very closely what they did on pass, on pass plays. 
And they were they were always working. Their body was always tilted and moving toward the quarterback. Right. We had they didn't always affect the play, but they had more penetration than we had last year. There was more push on the offensive line. And that matters because if if we have Von Miller and Epinesa and and Groot and Boogie Basham playing the ends and they're coming this way, even though the quarterback might feel high and dry, they'll tend to stand, step up a little bit, whether it's just into the throw or step up to just get a little measure of time but that you close that distance a little bit more and affects the follow-through it affects the ball it'll sail a little bit or you just make a miss throw and it'll benefit us if they can keep this high caliber of play this is um this is the solution to the secondary challenges ryan kenny uh says hello i'm new me too welcome Welcome aboard ryan happy to have you (laughs) Let's uh before we jump into the uh needs work from this football game, why don't we uh why don't we jump over to House Capital and hear from uh, John Fina as he talks about House Capital real quick. I always want to talk about House Capital. Are you kidding me? Because sometimes when I'm looking for somebody, I want to buy a house. Yeah, somebody's got a guy, but it's spaz check. If you might need work done on your roof, I got a guy. I know like three roofers. You need an inspection? Yeah, there's In like Arizona? twenty there's twenty <laughs> trucks driving around that do home inspections. I know somebody. I took a picture the other day. When you're looking to get a financing together, hey, you know what? Brian Belser's your guy from House Capital Corporation. He can be your guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable. At House Capital, their preferred relationships with some of the top lenders give you the edge up in getting the financing you need. Take it to the house with Brian Belser at House Capital. I'm not nice. reading the NMLS number. <laughs> You're giving up tonight. Tonight is the night yeah. that you're giving up. Oh, so what a night. the next the next topic, the next series, if you mm-hmm. will, is the work. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you, there wasn't a ton of it. As much as I felt like the Bills weren't completely sharp, they obviously weren't in midseason form. It's it's hard for me to to nitpick in this football game when you when you going into it the considerations you had Brian or Ken Brian Dorsey Ken Dorsey Brian Ken Dorsey. those me putting Brian Dable and Ken Dorsey's name together uh, Ken Dorsey and Dorsey just, yeah exactly the 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 concern level that we had there like is he gonna he's never called plays before and this isn't necessarily his offense he's been in it for four years he's grown up with Josh Allen but you know what's that gonna look like. Aaron Donald and the factor of Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey and Stefan Diggs. I don't want to say he ate, but he played really, really well in that football game. It's it's hard for me to nitpick. There were some times that I felt like they could do better on Cooper Cup. And I know that there's an aspect of zone coverage. And I know that there's an aspect of a good receiver is going to find those soft spots in the zone. But it just feels like if I'm going to complain about anything, this is a problem this Bills team has had forever. And you can go back to Rob Gronkowski, right? They do it with Travis Kelsey. There's just a, it always seems like Tyreek Hill. There's that one guy on the other the other team, and they're just okay with letting him run around in the soft zones. Versus, oh, that's Cooper Cup. I think I'm going to follow him. The the one play that Cooper Cup scored on, Kyrie Elam tried to jam him at the line and missed, and then Poyer was flat footed. He was just kind of standing there. Cooper ran right by him. And that the ball was already in the air. Like Stafford, I don't know how he knew that Poyer wasn't going to react, but missed the jam. Poyer kind of flat-footed. Cooper goes right around him, touchdown in the, in the back of the end zone. It didn't matter. Again, nitpicking, right? I mean, we're really, really nitpicking. But I don't even know that that's stuff you got. I mean, that's like you said, you're shoring that up on the plane, right? Yeah, look, <clears throat> these guys are all professionals. Even the worst of them are better than all of them, you know, in college, right? I mean, that's right. why they're yeah. there. So you're going to give up a little bit. They're, you know, I think they expected more from, uh, I can't remember the other receiver's name. Aaron, he took OBJ's spot. Aaron, um, and he he didn't deliver at all. Oh, so, you're talking about uh, you're talking about see, uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson. Sorry, so yeah. sorry, Allen. So he didn't deliver at all, right? He was a post. Uh, but right as there. a defense, you're still preparing for a guy who's a reasonable weapon, right? So, yeah, he's a big dude too. He's a real right. big boy. So you're those guys are going to get their shots, but I think by and large, what the defensive strategy here was, especially when we got out on top, 
is we'll, we'll let them take the underneath stuff. We'll, we'll, yeah. you know, this is, we have a little bit of a cushion here. Our offense is playing extremely well. You know, we'll, we'll let them fight for the 10 yarders, the nine yarders, but Cooper cups, a special guy. Not everybody has a guy like that. I would say the work, if you, if you want to, if you want to nitpick a little bit, I'll say the work is somebody's got to sit down and say, do we really want to run our quarterback in the fourth quarter when we have a 14 or 21 point lead Talk about it? Yeah, you know, that, yeah. that, that to me is, it's just not wise. And I'll say this at the very end of the game, we were going in, Josh was running the ball over the right side, I think. And, if that were a running back, they'd take him to the ground and the play would be over. They see 17 and it's our guy and there's a little extra at the end, but it's not a penalty. It's just mm-hmm. a little extra. You know, taking out the the multi-million dollar quarterback is the way you slow a team down. It's oh, yeah. it's a proven fact. Somebody proved it, I didn't. So, <laughs> I would nitpick on that. I would nitpick on that. The play calling be, aside from that, Throughout the yeah. the first three quarters of the game, I thought I, there, you really couldn't say you know that was a head scratcher. Why they were all I think appropriate calls for the time of the game, the lead, uh, the down and distance. I, they still struggle with the wide zone, but that doesn't mean you cannot run it. You you got to show it. You got to work it. You know you got to mm-hmm. have you got to have full speed film to address some of the issues that you might have running that particular play. Um, I don't know, man. You're right. It's just hard to find a lot in there. I would say Jamison Crowder statistically had a very good game. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's still like on that interception, Josh, whether Josh threw the ball where he did because Crowder slowed down or mm. not, but I felt like he should have still been accelerating. And if you go back, he, he was slowing down and settling when he shouldn't have, because he had somebody on his shoulder. I felt I felt like Josh was late over the middle, and I think that's just what it comes down to. And as much as he trusts his arm, and we all do, for him to just and he rifled a couple balls into some really insane windows in that game. Yeah. That was just a ball he shouldn't have thrown. So it was a little behind him, but it was he was also late over the middle, which allowed the DB to to catch up. The biggest if we're going to well, stop, well, but but he might have been reading Crowder's slowing down. And, he, and sometimes you just have decided, you know, when you're playing golf and you take your club back and you ground it a little bit and then you still finish, you still make the swing and right. the ball goes nowhere. And you're right. thinking to yourself, why the hell didn't I just stop? It's hard to stop when right. you've decided when you're in motion and now your receiver's slowing down. So you're like, well, if I throw it where he's supposed to be, it's an incompletion. I want to give him a chance to catch it. And yeah. If we're going to talk just for a minute and nitpick, if you will, and that's effectively what when you come off a win like that, any type of work conversation is is nitpicking. Mm-hmm. Your your point about Josh is valid. Not so in his post game press conference. Um, I don't remember who it was. It may have been uh, Catalana asked him, "Do you like running and taking those hits?" And Josh, point blank, no emotion, said, "I like to win." That was his answer to nice. you like to take you like taking these hits. Yeah, that's his way he, of saying he, I don't care what I whatever I have to do. Whatever uh, I have to do. And that's and he paused and for a how, moment. And how am I different than everybody else? And I right. love that attitude. Yeah. So he paused for a moment and and Vaughn Miller chuckled because Vaughn was on the stand with him. So when he said I'd like to win, Vaughn giggled, which was to me the best part of the whole press conference. And then he said that. He said, Whatever they ask me to do, I'm going to do. Um I agree. And I think that's been a pretty big topic of conversation over the weekend is Josh Allen trying to do too much. So to your point about the little extra. So Jalen, Josh, I don't remember what it was, but it was the big scrum in the middle. And I think it was the one where he came up in the third quarter and he was like wanting to fight the defensive line. But Jalen Ramsey has a hold of one of his legs. He's like literally tugging on one leg and Josh is bouncing on his other leg. There's a million 300 pound guys around him, right? who at any given moment could fall in and crash down in on, into his knee. There's just a moment, a point where you're like, I'm going to pick my other leg up and fall down. And Josh just doesn't do it. He won't do it. And I think that when you look at, we've talked about Jim Kelly, right? We've talked about the hits that Jim Kelly took in uh, the USFL and how that beat him up and wore his body down so that when he got to the Buffalo Bills and became Jim Kelly the Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer for the Bills, it shortened his career. And you were there. You were you saw the deterioration of that 
at the time. I mean, 35 is a young man, 34 years old. It's a young man. You saw the deterioration. They talk about Cam Lewis. They talk about other guys that have played the game like this and what it's done to their bodies. And I want to see Josh Allen play for another 12 years. And if that means, to your point, in the fourth quarter, running and then chucking the ball out of bounds, there, he actually says in that in that interview with Chris Sims, I, I got to send you the link, and you need to watch it tonight. Watch, put the game on mute and watch the video. Watch the interview. What game? We already played our game. No, th- there's there's a Monday night football game. Oh, on. there is. Yeah, he. Well, for you, it's a Monday afternoon football game in Arizona. <laughs> but he literally says in that interview with Chris Sims, there are times that I literally know that I'm going to throw the ball away. Are you listening to me? I'm I know listening. I was, Yes. Heading to the sideline. I know I'm going to throw the ball away, and I'll hold it just a wee little bit longer just to get that extra effort push or hit from the defensive lineman in hopes to draw a flag, yeah. which you think is, like, incredibly smart, except for the fact that a 300-pound dude is about to land on him. Yeah. No, I mean, the risk – that that to me isn't a big risk when he's on the run in the, si- the sideline. I, I You're never going to control Josh on a drop back if he decides to run. Just – can't right. call the designed run and they called two of them that i just didn't care for but again we're nitpicking we're we're loving the victory yes. celebrating yes. i mean you know it but you got to this is what coaching is right i mean this is right. you you like you don't cancel the monday meeting after the game or whenever the hell they had it just because we won <laughs> Right. You know, so you got to go in. You don't learn. You don't learn anything from the stuff you did right. So it's real as a coach. You know, you're like the guys want to celebrate in the meeting, and you you're always pulling like back to order. You know, you're like the judge in the unruly courtroom in that movie that's been made a thousand times, right? Pull right, them back right. and, and and draw them down and say let's let's focus on this because this team is focused, right? I mean, they are focused on getting it done, and the opportunities yeah. to to get better cannot be ignored. And I don't yeah. think they will. There, oh, there's no I way. That. It was Mimi. I just clicked on Mimi's. But uh, I, the moment, says with a comment, uh, the work for me has to be more uh, more of a complete offense, not rely on superhuman Josh to make every play. Imagine Shady or Fred Jackson on this team. The problem is, is Shady or Fred Jackson aren't on this team. I mean, no, I, like, I totally disagree with uh, I, the moment's comment. I don't think we relied on Josh uh, for that game. I mean, you know, quarterbacks throw the ball and for the first three quarters of the game, we didn't see the Josh Allen show on his feet. You know, we saw opportune moments where he, you know, made the first down on the stiff arm, what have you. But those are not things that other quarterbacks would not do. We saw right. Josh make great throws down the field. Uh, I almost said Dorsey moved the pocket. He had yeah. a good mix of play action and a good mix of drop back, and they got the damn ball out. So yep. Yep. Uh, awesome. I, di- I disagree. I have the moment, but thank you for coming to the show. We can fight in person. It'll, I know. Just not this week because John won't be here. I'm not going to be there. Thanks a lot. Eric Farrell says, Is that my fault? Eric Farrell says, uh, Weren't the called runs RPOs where Josh made the decision uh, to keep the ball? I don't think they all were. Some of them were designed. I don't think um, it was an RPO. They're they're really designed runs. So the one in particular that I was talking about was a very similar play where. Uh, the tight end or the tight end of the tackle kicks out and Gilliam leads up and we kind of ran it mm. in one direction, but ran it as a mm. counter to kind of trick them. All the offensive line went this way and Josh went that way. They didn't buy it, but that's when you expose your quarterback. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't love it. I, I, I think the most success for this game with Josh with his feet is if he just converts a drop back into a run. Yeah. But yeah, again, but again, uh, the the good that I didn't hit on earlier was just a number early on in the game. The mix of play action, mm-hmm. moving the pocket, whether you want to call it bootleg or not, moving the pocket and drop back was was terrific. Yeah, I would I would one hundred percent agree. So let's move now into the Titans game, as the uh, Tennessee Titans are going to be coming into Buffalo. Uh, Monday Night Football for the home opener this coming week, a week from today. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our last sponsor, good old Iman and Q42. Oh, Q42. It's a it's a fan favorite in the FINA household. If it you're going to make the game, if you're going to make it to the game Monday night, 
Q42 will be there tailgating all day in the mud lot. I just love that we have a mud lot. <laughs> yeah, I went for the playoff game, and I, I didn't want to leave. It was, uh, it was amazing. Drop by for a beer, food, hot off the grill, to pick up sauces and rubs or just to hang out. Listen, pick up the sauces and rubs. I use them, and they're great. Thank you. So do we. Hit Q42 up on Twitter if you need help finding the spot. If you're watching the game from home, go to Q42 Barbecue. I love how it rhymes. Q42Barbecue.com. Punch in that cap, all caps, FINA show, code, and you'll get 15% off your order. Go Bills! <laughs> you can throw that one away because he sends us a new every read every week. God, Come on, he's like epic. Super creative. If he's listening right now, dude, my headstone is a tabula rasa. Put whatever you want on it. And you'd sign a, sign a Q42 and put a bottle in my casket. Actually, don't put the bottle in. I won't be able to open it. Just pour it over my body. <laughs> Dear Jesus. <laughs> Yikes. Why not? So going into this football game, uh, Derrick Henry coming into town. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about it uh, kind of coming in. So the Tennessee Titans have traded or did trade at the draft. A.J. Brown, they traded him to the Philadelphia uh, Eagles. They drafted with basically to replace him, Traylon Burks, who I am just now discovering pre-show here, is a second stringer. The starting wide receivers are Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, Ikeem, I think is how you pronounce that, and Kyle Phillips. One of those is a fifth-round rookie who's actually playing over Traylon Burks. But the big news is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is a guy who the Buffalo Bills have done a good job in the past at times. Uh, kind of bottling up and kind of keeping contained. And then the last game last year where we played the Titans and lost in Tennessee, he had that one big 75-yard run that, let's be honest, there was two non-called holding penalties. One of them Yeah, really but you can never before. rely on the Zebras, Joe. Come on. So, look, let, let's take something from the last game that most people – well, I'm not going to say most people, maybe everybody noticed, but, you know, the fill from Milano and the fill from Edmonds on running plays when it was their job to fill, they did a very good job right off the outsides of the tackles, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if we get Phillips, Settle, Jones, uh, Basham to play big in the middle, right, and we get the ends to – keep from going upfield and creating well, a seam. Hold on. And our and our linebackers are filling in that outside guard, outside tackle gap. He's going to get his, right? He's going to yeah. get a seven-yarder, an eight-yarder, maybe a 12. It's the same thing I talked about with Singletary and Moss. Well, I want to see the 12 and 14 and 16-yard scampers, but I don't want him to get them. Anything yeah. under that 8-9 range because he's going to get a couple of those if we can limit it to that. If those are his longest runs of the day, we're right. in good shape. And do not yeah, do not sleep on Kyle Phillips, the rookie from UCLA, the late-round pick. I yeah. watched him all last year for obvious reasons, and that kid is incredible, and he's got a lineage, and he can play that position. He's he's He reminds me, dare I say, dare I say, of the legend Cole Beasley, who I love, and <laughs> and a little bit like Cooper Cup. I mean, that's the guy. He's got a savvy, and he's mm. a little greasy. He'll slide into spaces. He knows when to sit down. He knows when to accelerate. Don't sleep on Kyle Phillips. Yeah, for me, the the, the big question is going to be who the scratches are. And it was it was somebody asked it or somebody brought it up earlier in the comments. Just that uh, Sha- you know Shaq Lawson is more than likely not going to be scratched. Shaq is our best edge setter. So I would probably expect to see Boogie Basham maybe get sat this week versus uh, uh, Shaq Lawson, who got who got sat last week. Um, it's gonna that defense is gonna have to be disciplined. They're gonna have to do their job, and at the very same time, you know, when you look offensively, it's 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 funny because I said I said to somebody I think last night on uh, maybe it was today uh, on Twitter. I don't understand why the Bills have to play the Titans when they lost to the Bills JV team being the Giants like you should have to beat the JV team before you have to play the varsity team and the Titans losing to the Giants Brian Dable and the Giants uh in I don't want to say epic fashion but it was it was pretty epic just to see Saquon Barkley come back and do what he did um he had a huge day uh against the Titans it it just for me this is that team that we play every single year every stinking year we want we beat them three years ago they beat us the last two years 
every game seems to potentially come down to the wire or come down to the last few plays. Uh, if, if anybody remembers three years ago, that was the, the Duke Williams like walk-off touchdown. Uh, you know, obviously last year, Josh slips on the one yard line or whatever yard line he was on trying to get the first down. Cause he went left instead of going right. Um, at, at the end of the day, I'm expecting, if I have expectations, I'm expecting pandemonium in the stands, Monday night football, home opener, in the summertime, it's going to be warm. <laughs> Bill's Mafia is going to be out tailgating all day long. I think there's a great measure of just feeding off of the energy of that stadium that the Bills are going to feel. And I would not be surprised if the Bills win this game by three possessions, mm. whether three touchdowns or two touchdowns and a field goal. Well, I'll say this. I mean, after, after that Thursday night game, the you're right about one thing that stadium is going to be insane insane barring rain i i can't even imagine how loud it's going to be and that that will affect them it, it's going to be epic i i it's going to be great and i, I, I don't at- disagree with you i think that you know one thing i noticed about dorsey is you know at the beginning of the game he's he's just going to take what he thinks is going to be there until they take it away. And mm. then, you know, when we were, when we were, we, I was calling the plays. It was me. <laughs> when we were, you know, hurting them with some very kind of, you know, 10 yard throws, 12 yard throws, a little bit of run here, a little bit of run there. And then you take the cork out of it and Josh throws, dude, 55 yards from. Oh, yeah. That was, I was like, I was crying a little bit. I was like, that's my guy. I felt like Jay Spitz the king. I was like, I love Josh Allen. <laughs> so what are your expectations? What do you what do you expect to see from this next game against the Titans? I, I expect to see an extraordinary amount of discipline from the front six on defense. Mm-hmm, right. So the job number one is to stop Derrick Henry. That is right. that is job number one. Right. right? Um, and if they do that. I just don't see Tannehill beating uh, our secondary with the receivers that he has. I don't think that they have the weapons. It's, dare I say, a little bit like we saw Thursday night, only Derrick Henry is a better running back than Henderson. Although Henderson cracked off a couple. Um, Good football player. So I think we can make the game look not dissimilar to the game we played Thursday night. I don't see a lot of difference between... The the Rams and the Titans. Well, the 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 Titans don't have Aaron Donald. Well, I I just meant you know functionally as far as you know nothing really nothing really wows me you know um, offensively. So yeah, they don't have Aaron Donald, but we did have a problem with uh, what was his name last year? The Josh Allen, right? No, no, he plays for Jacksonville. Pardon me, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. So look. It's going to be like, you know, you were talking about, do they have kind of a letdown? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I, I, you know, I personally think that McDermott, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Poyer and Hyde, Von Miller have this team, you know, settled. And mm-hmm. it's, in my opinion, it's better to come off in the early season with the victory on a Thursday night and have more time to settle in, you know, a little bit of bloom is off the rose uh, or the guild is off the lily, you know, and you become regular again and you're, you're ready to focus. And I think that is, uh, that's where we'll be. Yeah. Do you have a score prediction for this football game? I I said mine was three possessions. I don't know what it's going to be, but I just expect it to be probably three possessions, two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah, I mean, look, if I had to throw a number on it, I'm thinking it's going to be in the nature of, uh, you know, 38 to 14. That'd be um, amazing. You know, that, that I just uh, I have a supreme amount of confidence in Josh. You know, as, as much as he says he wants to win, he's going to get everything up, although he's he is, um, you know, he's not an he's not an emotional leader in that you see him, you know, bitching and crying. Right. Mm hmm. But there, there's a set edge to him, I think, for a couple of games where vengeance is mine, saith 17, mm. right? <laughs> and I think this one falls into that category. That's funny. Um, 
Is there anything that you feel out feel like other than Derrick Henry that the Bills are potentially going to have to watch out for? Is there a bugaboo, if you will? No. Mm-mm. No bugaboos. Mm-mm. I mean, you know, the, the, well, you got to protect the ball better. Isaiah's got to make yes. the catch. You can't put the yes. ball on the ground. Um, yeah, but beyond that, I mean, I don't see I don't see the performance. You know, people have said it. You see it all over Twitter. The only thing that's going to beat this team is this team. And right. I, I really think in this game, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've, they've got a great uh, defensive lineman in Simmons. And actually, people are talking about him in the comments section right now that, you know, he's going to go up against. He's a left defensive end, so he's going to play against Spencer Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, so so Spencer Brown's going to have a little bit of a test. But, you know, it's every week is going to be a test. These are professional yeah, athletes. Right. These are, I mean, these are hey, As, as long as Spencer Brown is staying long and he's not turning and Josh doesn't, you know, drift on his drop, I think he's going to be okay. And there'll be yeah. instances where... You know, they might add a little help if they have feel that there's a real concern. But, you know, what I'll say about the offensive line is they, they kind of disappeared in the game minus one play, and that's a good thing. Yeah. If you don't see them, if there's nothing to look at, you don't think about them. And, you know, minus one play by Rick Bates, you know, what, what, what was there to say? Right, and that's so, you, you said you you try to make a living, a career off of not being noticed, right? So mm-hmm. not committing penalties. Hey, hey, not... And, and frankly, start fast. I mean, if they want to beat this team, don't let them hang around. Take the first drive down and score, whether you have the ball first or not. Get the first stop on defense, get the first score, or flip it. Get the first score right. and get the first stop. And I think that I don't think Tennessee has enough moxie to say we can come back against this team if we get out in front. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because Buff uh, Buff Hub uh, said that uh, Bates had a tough going against Donald. And I'm guessing that that's what uh, the other person was inferring or Pops Mafia was alluding to. I think it was, or no, it was somebody else. Palmer. Um, Palmer. Yeah, it's, yeah, Paul. I don't know what you expect. Well, look, I mean, uh, how many I didn't look at the stats. How many times did we throw the ball? 45 times? Uh, I actually don't know either, but when you look at, you know, Ryan Bates and who Ryan Bates is, um and I'll tell you real quick, Ryan Bates, you know, is a and, and again, maybe it shouldn't matter, you know, what he's a he's a fourth fourth year player. I don't actually don't he came from Penn State. I don't have necessarily when he was drafted. I mean, he's playing Arguably the greatest defensive lineman possibly to ever play football. Well, right? it's certainly the easiest, easiestly the best defensive lineman in active football at, at, at the tackle position. Right. Hey, Aaron Donald's a special guy, and frankly, holding him to one sack, that's pretty damn good. And you, damn. you know, anybody who wants to keep you know kicking that can, you're you're just going to kick it without me because I'm, I'm <laughs> I give the great big yawn on that. <laughs> Just like when I bugged you. I mean, you. everybody knew Reggie White was great, right? Like, why can't we stop Reggie White? Why can't Bruce we Smith. stop Bruce Smith? Well, hell, <laughs> better people, you know, better people than me have tried. I'm just glad that he was on my team, and I only had to be embarrassed in training camp. You know, you you get you look. These guys get theirs, right? They don't. They're not legends, and they're not going to the Hall of Fame because they're sitting around eating Oreos on the sideline. Is that what my problem is? No, that is definitely your problem. But are you Oreos? are you double stuff or regular? Thin. Oh, thin. Thin for the, the thin win. For, are you the, the mint are... ones or no, regular? Regular. And I don't like them co- covered or coated and stuff. Like I'm not into any of that stuff. So, yeah, I saw thin. a meme on, on Twitter today. <laughs> said, uh, PSA: Thin mints don't work. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you've been eating garlic at Olive Garden. <laughs> no, get it? They're supposed to make you thin. Oh, thin mints thinking, don't work. I totally missed it. You <laughs> dip. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, I feel like I need to rewind. I'm going to edit that part out so I don't sound like a big dork. Because, uh, yeah, I totally missed that joke. You can't edit this. You're going to edit, edit my bonehead gaffes. <laughs> That's what keeps them coming back, John. They keep coming back because of your boneheaded. I thought they're gaps. coming back for my incredible assessment of Josh Allen and the. Somebody did ask where you got that shirt. Northern, You're not going to respond. Northern Dutch. <laughs> Northern Dutch. What is Northern Dutch? He's a, he's a Bills Mafia. Come on, Northern gotcha. Dutch. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, he's, yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He's my guy. 
I was trying. I was like, one. I better hold off. You know, I don't want like my man Mark. You know, like the JF70 yeah. shirts. That guy's like in his basement. He's his arms are getting like this big, running the screen press machine. <laughs> It is it is amazing how many of those shirts there are out there. Like it's incredible. Well, the amazing. thing that kills me is like somebody's trying to do a knockoff, and like, dude, how much right. are you gonna make like knocking off the JF seventy shirt? Like, like what are you pulling in on that? Like fourteen bucks, dude? That'll make yeah. your year. Probably less than that, but yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, thanks a lot, bro. I, I lowballed it, and you just had to hammer me. I just know what t-shirts cost. If you get a two-color t-shirt print on one side, it's like a it's like eight dollars cost with the t-shirt, t-shirt and the print and stuff like that, eight to ten bucks. And if you get two colors, or I should say two sides, and that's the funny thing too about shirts is it doesn't matter how big the print is. So if you have this put on the front and the back, it's not more expensive than if you get this on the front and just this little circle on the back. Like if you get two sided, same price. Doesn't wow. matter. Yeah, it's crazy expensive. Yeah, so Ladies and like gentlemen. The only stuff, oh. the only logoed stuff I wear these days is Bill's gear and UCLA. And I wear Arizona yeah. gear too, but right, like my right. wardrobe is getting kind of weird. I'm like, this is like, what do I choose today? Am I red, white, and blue? Am I blue and gold? Am I blue and cardinal? I mean, I just so Pops Mafia, before we get out of here, has one other question that your daughter was re answering, which was funny um, in the comment section. Fina, what, uh, when are you going to a game this year? So we know that you're going to the Chiefs game. I'm However, going with Joe Miller and the Market Dominator to Kansas City. Joe Jerry Ostrowski is going to be there. I mean, tons Marino, of people are going to be there. Who else? Chase Spencer King, Joe Marino. Chase Spencer the Joe Marino, Alyssa Lekmalano. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I am also I'm trying to book a book one where Mimi flies up from Tallahassee. Ooh, I want to I want to bring Roman out so people can. Oh. Yeah, I want to get Roman up there and uh, try to get our lovely Italian exchange student up for a game. Nice. So we're taking donations because that's a big trip. <laughs> uh, I'm out. <laughs> ah, so uh yeah so we haven't decided it's gonna be it's gonna be either the i think it's the second game in october i don't know if it's the ninth or tenth i mean when you're when you're following ucla and your kid there when you got tickets yep. to the arizona game when you want to get to a bills game when a buddy of yours is a ravens fan and you got to go to cleveland to watch the ravens play cleveland because yeah. you you like your buddy yeah and they have good delis in Cleveland. Corky and Lenny's, man, you get like a pastrami sandwich like this. It's true. It's true. true. Did I miss anybody? Another, another good question. I, the moment, asks, are, and I know the answer, but are X players allowed in the locker room at all? Um, I can depends ask. Well, you want me to, do you want me to player? sneak you in in my, in my trench coat? Remember trench coats? Like the, why, yes. did, why did trench coats have the epaulets? Like what why would, did it have shoulder? Why does it have shoulder pads? I know but they had those cool uh, <laughs> collars that went up like this, like you were like a like a low budget vampire, right? The answer to this question is: Is which X player are you? Right? Mm, that's true. I, I guess I could probably get a pass. I don't know. I don't Brian, know what I Brian, would do. What would I do in the locker room? Brian Brom is then coming to the home opener against the Titans and walking out on the field going, I'm Brian Brom. I'm going to the locker room. <laughs> like, I, it's not happening. I, I think, you know, uh, meeting a couple of the players would be great. I mean, I met Josh Allen and Tremaine Edmonds the day after they got drafted, and that was oh, that's cool. super awesome. Uh, but frankly, like, I – I just had the best time hanging out at the tailgate and partying and, yeah. and at the playoff game, our suite opened up onto the stadium. So I yeah. climbed out the window and I was running around. I mean, I, you know, I have as much fun or more hanging around with the, with the Bills mafia nut jobs of which apparently I am now one. Yeah. So thank you for accepting me into your hearts and your lunacy. <laughs> Apparently, the uh, October 9th game is the Steelers game. Uh, and uh, not only are no, you... No, no, November, not October. November. Oh, I think you said October, bro. I, I thought I said October, and then I said November. If I didn't, gotcha. I meant either first, uh, the 9th or 12th or whatever, 14th of October. There's two home games back-to-back. -back. Uh, so who was that who looked it up? They could probably look it up again. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. We'll make, we'll well, make plans right now. I'm going to get us out of here. Is we that all right? Are? 
yeah, it's, 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 we're, we're at time. We're over time. So ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the off tackle with John Fita show brought to you by the market dominator team on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network. Also brought to you by house capital as well as Q42 and presented by Picasso's pizza. My name is Joe Miller. I'm uh, the host of the show and uh, sitting sit alongside John Fina, the man, the myth, the legend. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller wired. You can find John on Twitter right there at John Fina. So follow John. He's a good time. He's a lot of fun. John, any final thoughts? Yeah. Um, thanks for showing up for the show, everybody. Uh, pass it along. If you liked it, somebody else you know well, and let's have a great time, bring more people to the show. What? Go ahead. I was no, going to say, I, I can't make it to the game, everybody, so I expect you to double your decibel level in honor of my absence and, and really you know support the team. I'll say this. One tip. Uh, fans like to start screaming when they break the huddle. Start getting super loud when they're in the huddle because the it's that miscommunication of the play from the quarterback yes. that yes. really causes. Hey, dude, I thought you said it was X out. You said X in or whatever. I don't know the damn play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so. th those big giant jargon things. Uh, so one point of note. So tomorrow, code of conduct. Wednesday, uh, obviously, Humpty Hotline. Thursday, uh, Buffalo Nerd. Friday. Uh, is going to be uh, food, uh, food for thought, and then the karaoke night is Friday. Saturday is the Megapod that you're not going to be at at Resurgence Brewery, and then uh, my show will be Monday night post game, and then this show we haven't talked about it yet is going to be at eight or nine o'clock on Tuesday night, the day after the game. So everybody, put it in your calendar right now. The Off Tackle with John Fina show will not be on Monday next week; it will be on Tuesday. But for Joe Miller. For John Fina, for Buffalo Rumblings, for the Market Dominator, House Capital, and uh, Q42 Barbecue, go Bills. Go Bills, baby. Go Bills. Talk to you guys later.